0: On to next. Harry Eels, doggies. Um, wow. Eels looked <laughs> looked like a premiership threat, but we don't know. Is that going to be the Eels next week? Who knows? Dylan Brown For your it... sake, I hope it's not. Yeah, fuck. For it... my sake, too. I hope it's <laughs> not actually. Um, mate, Dylan Brown was absolutely <clears throat> for phenomenal. And what's what I loved about this performance is a lot... We'll talk about his incredible plays. Everyone saw that. What a lot of people may not remember, eight minutes to go, the game is done. It is over. He has put on one of the best performances, if not the best performance of his career, one of the best performances all year by a player. There's a kick down the left side. Guess who the guy is chasing all the way from the other side that grounds the ball with his torso. Now, some people say oh, isn't with his torso, but your torso is down to your mm. hips, isn't it? That's what yep. my understanding. So I think it was, but even if it wasn't, he was still the only player chasing. And that, for me, is what makes Dylan Brown great, and that's why I think he's going to have an incredible career because even when the game is over and he has killed it, he had every reason to put his feet up and go, boys, I've led you to a fucking incredible victory. He said, no, my job is not done. He chases back when he doesn't have to, when he saves a try. He is incredible, such a good player. The Eels were absolutely outstanding. What did you think of this game?
1: I can't tell you how happy I am that we both died on the Dylan Brown Hill last year. We were like, getting pun, we were pummeled. Getting absolutely. It was, yeah, it was ridiculous. But, yeah, he's playing great footy this year. You obviously mentioned that play. He's had a heap throughout his career where he's come up with these defensive efforts where you just think, why are you there? Mm. You know, you don't have to be there. No one's expecting you to be there. And he, he just finds a way, Dylan Brown. And, yeah, some of the – I thought the pass that he threw to Sebo, I think it was. Beautiful. So good, mm. like It's just like it's it's close to a perfect ball.
0: Is um, it wasn't it was a no look pass too.
1: Yeah, he's he's a freak, and like the combinations that he's built with Sean Lane, who I think's, I I heard Brown talking about after the game, and he said that Sean Lane's been our best player this year, and I sort of went oh, and I thought about it, I went, you're probably leaving yourself out. Yeah, but like the two of them have just been incredible out on that edge. Um, even like the way that Mitch Moses and Dill Brown were connecting, like, is there ever a better sign of, of a team going well than when their halves were able to connect mm. like that, like that? I know that you you you, you posted and talked about him, him, him being, you know, cool and whatnot, but for the him to come into you know, and the angle he came in onto that rolling ball and just get a light touch on it to make it sit up on the next bounds. Mm there's not many guys that could do that
0: oh man there's I,
1: hardly any that could do it
0: we're not even seeing close to his potential like he he's he is an athlete like if you put his athletic potential just that alone can get him into first grade mm. but he's also a footballer as well so that's the scary thing we've got this guy that's you know 6162 fast fit strong but he's also got the silkiness of a guy that's not athletic but a really good footy player
1: and i like I, I think that was his biggest detriment last year that if you didn't understand footy you looked at the stats and you said oh not enough trices. his timing is so good mm. that last year he just wasn't getting the stats that he should have got all mm. the other guys outside him and we said it all last year now it's started to change he's 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 obviously on the front foot a bit more now just incredible like I, I come back to it again that, that play where he sort of Kicked it through Like obviously you, you were very good With your feet Like People don't realise How hard that is to yeah. do
0: and It's left foot too I think you've trapped it with It's crazy It's just Mate He, he is honestly The hard thing is Is that the, By all reports Moses and Brown Are going to test The open market What do you do there <laughs> If you're the Melbourne Storm He's my number one priority.
1: Oh, man, I, I think if you're a lot of clubs, could could you sign him as a halfback or not? No, six, six.
0: <laughs> I think that the closest player to Munster is Dylan Brown in the competition. Now they're not, they're not close. They're not similar. Yeah, but he's the closest. He is yeah, the closest yeah, yeah. though. A, a big, strong, ball running six that has silky hands.
1: So if you were like Newcastle, Dylan Brown isn't a guy that that, that you look at. Then, <laughs> like, he wouldn't be bad to have, but like, he doesn't really solve you. Your half-back
0: issue for you then? Oh, in saying that, I feel a lot more comfortable if I'm going Kloon, Brown, Ponga. <coughs> a a, yeah, a, a okay. spine with Ponger and Brown in it, it's pretty hectic. Mm. Um, <coughs> yeah, if you, if you arrived down in Melbourne, that'd be terrible. Mean, well,
1: like him and Hughes, if you, if you had the two Kiwi halves together...
0: Yeah, well, I've actually got a post I'm going to do probably maybe later today talking about Kiwi carnage. Hughes and Brown are the current yep. Kiwi... Like, we've had some of the greatest Kiwi halves, you know, ever. But I don't know if we've ever had two Kiwi halves at the tippity-top of their game, at the top of the NRL when it comes to, like with Cleary and Munster at fullback, like Munster at fullback, Cleary out, the best halves in the comp right now are Kiwi. Now, you know, when Benji was coming through, he still had Lockie, he still had Thurston, he still had Cronk. You know, I just can't remember a time when you've you've got, you could make you can even make an argument that Brown has been better than Munster at six this year. Like that's how good Brown has been mm. this year, in my opinion. Now I still have Munster at number one. At number seven, Hughes' stats are not that far off Cleary's. Like Cleary's still number one. I I think the Kiwis right now with. Brown and Hughes, I cannot remember a time when they've had six and seven in the red, the most red-hot form you can imagine. Yeah.
1: And I, I just think the spine in general, we spoke about it around Rep Brown and people will say, oh, yeah, but they had that time when they had SJ4 and Roger. It's like it wasn't all at the same time. No. It wasn't all in the same two seasons, let mm. alone one season. At the moment with, you know, the Kiwis having Brandon Smith at nine, those two halves, like, they're incredible.
0: Yeah. It you is – Like, and another thing as well is, like, you know, 2011, Johnson made a grand final. We're talking about Hughes here, who's winning grand finals. Like, he's he's winning grand finals in the best team in the comp, like the Storm, you know. So, although Sean Johnson on his day was phenomenal, like, absolutely phenomenal, I still think, like, Hughes right now, he he is a tippity-top premiership threat half, and he has been that way for two years.
1: Hughes is essentially a utility that stepped into Cooper Cronk's shoes mm. and was successful.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And so, mate, the Kiwis are just something to be super excited about. These two players together, it's going to be scary. And then you look at fullback, Joey Manu. Then you look at nine, <sighs> Cheese.
1: I, when I was saying that, I was just trying to think, who's the fullback? I couldn't remember Joey Manu. Yeah,
0: And then you've got Cheese at nine. I, I, I personally think... It may not be the greatest ever spine for Kiwis on papers in their names, mm. like, you know, your Benji's, yeah, yeah. your Sean Johnson, but I personally think it is actually the greatest spine they've ever had.
1: It's the most informed spine easily, I think.
0: I, like, I think this spine would beat a spine of, let's say, foreign, SJ, you know, who would be a fullback, you know? Roger. Roger, and then who would be a nine? Isaac yeah. Luke. I think this spine beats that spine. Mm. No, I think
1: that's fair. I I
0: do. Yeah. Um. And and again, those guys were were absolutely fantastic. I I just think that like, as you said, we foreign wasn't at the tippity top of his game whilst he was with S J. And S J. wasn't at, like they never ever came at he the same time. Never coincided at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for example, Isaac Luke, you'd say two thousand fourteen was his best year. Yep. And then foreign, what he come in two thousand and eleven or thirteen at the the manly. No, I think I think he was like. Eleven it was, was that, that, that his
2: first year? No, I think ten was his first year. Yeah.
0: So yeah. eleven, he would have been like. So they won. What year did they win? Eleven. Eleven. So and they what? They beat the Warriors. Yep. Yep. So that was probably the only time when you would have SJ and and Roger hadn't debuted yet. Roger, Roger right. hadn't debuted yet. So Foreign's arguably at his peak. You've got S J, but did so uh,
2: we're forgetting? Um, I think Benji was the seven. For that's New what I was going to
0: say. Yeah. I was going to say I think Benji was a seven. So S J wasn't even the nah, seven. No,
2: I'm just looking. So in the last New Zealand game of 2011, Uh, foreign and Benji were the halves.
0: And so Benji wasn't in career best form man Who was the fullback? Kevin Locke. Yeah, I I just I cannot remember a spine that it has that again. Names-wise, I'm not saying that they're bigger than the Benjis and the... Not at all. Not at all. But form-wise...
2: Yeah. Yeah, like Benji's huge, huge year was 2010, I'm pretty sure. I think he won golden boot that year. Mm. Um, we're going back a bit, but... Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like, they're all colliding all at the same time. All in that, but that would be the closest, the Benji foreign yeah. year 2011. And
1: yeah. unreal that we've got a World Cup this year for so it. So
0: good. So, like, that, they, they are a scary scary combination then Tarpenear then you've got Fisher Harris then you have got uh is the other playing for Samoa or Kiwis I think anyway um but
1: like on top of that as well like I remember sitting here a year ago going fuck Roger's gone New Zealand's in trouble
0: yeah Joey Manu far out yeah it's it's really really exciting times now I'm sure like some people have said they they kind of feel that that Benji foreign spine, but I I just I just think that When you like cheese at nine, fuck. I don't know if you, I don't know if we've ever seen a more informed New Zealand spine. I really don't. And I think that that's that spine, even if you could pick like Benji in his best year, Foreign in his best year, Isaac Luke in his best year, Roger in his best year, I still think that that spine right now would challenge that, that, that spine. Yeah. That's how good these guys are going. Um,
2: 2011 year, I just looked it up. Isaac wasn't even playing hooker; he was playing off the bench. Mm. Thomas Lula was the hooker. I think when Madge came in in 2012, that's when we saw the best of Isaac Luke.
0: Yeah, so that's yeah. So Kiwis get excited. Seriously, like it's exciting times for the Kiwi side. Um, now back to the um, back to the Eels. I think um, I'm pretty sure Junior Polo is injured. I don't know. I, I, I was speaking to someone that apparently he is actually playing on one leg or something. Yeah, right. Okay. So, because it makes sense. Again, once again, only 86 metres, um, 10 carries, and and I just I think he might be injured uh, because before that, early this year, he was absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Sean Lane, 170 metres, Papali'i, 156. I thought uh, Murata Nakora had some really good runs as well. Um,
1: Say it every week. God, they're going to miss him.
0: Oh, I think he's, un- yeah, definitely underappreciated. I think he's going to be great for the Warriors, yeah. really good for the Warriors. Yeah. Um, I thought Običek had a really good game.
1: I thought he was great. I think he's very underrated, mate. Mm. I, I think there's obvious, like he doesn't have the highlights and everything, but he's just consistent. He's mm. just I don't, I don't I don't think he ever plays a really bad game. He, mm. he never plays like a nine out of ten. But you just get a seven every week, and you know when you look at some of these some of these teams and so, some of their centers, like they should be begging for a seven out of ten every yeah. week sometimes.
0: Well, I think the good thing for the Eels now is it seems like they've decided Wonga Blake's a wing. Yeah. And I think it's actually shawed up their edge defence dramatically by having Pensini and um, Opaček in there because they're both solid. Like people forget, Will Pensini, he's 19 still. Yeah. He, he came through with Suwili. So Will Pensini, he's got a huge future. I thought he was really good. And what I love about Pensini is he's, um, he's just going about his work. He's sort, of, he sort of plateaued, but he hasn't lulled. That's a that's a good it's sign. It's a good sign. It's yeah. a really good sign because that next step he takes yeah. is going to be massive. Because there, there is going to be a next step. The concern you have sometimes with rookies when they go like this, then they go boom. Yeah. Then they go like this and then they go boom. Whereas the positive is, as you said, he since coming in great, I haven't seen him have a shocker. And and at minimum he's been solid.
1: He's he's just holding his honey yeah. his own, own everywhere. And on
0: the weekend he was outstanding. Um a try, two try assists. Um you know so yeah like really kind of like an unsung next gen rookie he's 19 years old this is a guy that was getting spoken about in the same breaths as In mm. like they came through together um hopefully league keep him as well because i'm pretty sure he's a union boy so um he was outstanding mitch moses far out he had so much to them just direction they like they just look like they, they just look like a premiership threat. When he's in the side, I know I know they lost games with him inside, but with him in the side, the direction is so clear. The end of sets are so set. They, you know where they're going. You know the, where the ball is going. Him and Dylan Brown, their combination is just getting better and better and better. Um, yeah, I really hope they can keep both players. There's
1: not a hope in hell they're competing for a comp if Mitch Moses isn't on the Yeah, field. yeah absolutely. So, say what you want about him. <laughs> he, he is still a premier seven in our game.
0: I think so, and the reason why, like part of the reason why I would love the Eels to win a comp, is for a guy like Mitchell Moses to finally get his flowers. Because I just think that for too long, people he's an easy target. Yeah, but he, he has continued to develop his game, and you know, unfortunately, look, I'm, and I'm not having a crack at Luke Brooks at all. But it's more, I think, it's more a um, evidence of the environment than Luke Brooks. But Brooks and Moses came through, and Brooks was probably seen as the better he definitely Ah. was yep one guy goes away to the eels and makes the move one guy stays at the tigers look how far moses has taken his career where he played origin last year um and that's all because he has just refused to quit he's refused to all the negative and the people chatting shit he's just kept working kept working his defense that used to be a bit of a an issue Mm. now he goes games not missing tackles yep um yeah, I, I I really like Mitchell Moses, like I really do, and I I never have understood the the negative energy around him at all. Like he's passionate. Like I want him yelling and right. Like what's crazy? What I find strange, and it's it's all about winning. But like a guy like Joey, he was passionate as anything. He used to yell and scream and all that kind of stuff, and we love it. And then when like Mitchell does it, it you know apparently it's too much, and this starting the next thing. Um It's
1: funny how we fall into those traps.
0: Yeah, it's weird. And look, I get it. Joey won comps. So you kind of go, you know, well, he won comps. Whereas, but yeah, Mitch Moses, I thought he was outstanding on the weekend.
1: You've got just written there that that silky ball from Brown to Madison, just on the high view. Fuck, that was a good try to watch. You you had Moses set up on the right-hand side and, you know, if, if, if you pause it and you have a look, the the defense had them for numbers, and then Dill Brown just peels across, and Moses just slides, and all of a sudden they create this number out of nowhere. And Dill Brown comes from a perfect blind spot. Madison runs a perfect line. Like as as a defensive side, when you see that and you see your man Moses drift out, then all of a sudden Dill Brown's coming out. You must just be sitting there going, "Yeah, fuck, how on earth are we going to stop this yeah. now?" And and, it was perfect.
0: and Madison went overs. Yes. Yeah. And what's so hard about that? Because they, what they did was they set up like a block shape. So a block shape usually is where the lead player hits on the inside shoulder and then you see the sweeping player behind. But what the Eels did is instead of hitting the inside shoulder, they drifted out. So it's very hard for a defender because nine plays out of 10, you have to check that inside shoulder. Yeah. But as, So your body is almost moving towards that, going, oh, my God, Madison's coming. I've got to be ready, got to be ready. And then he, he hits out. It's very if you're You get out, stuck in mud. You yeah, get stuck yeah. in mud. And if your outside defender gets in front of you, which a lot of defenders are doing to try and shut plays off, the gap's right there. Beautiful play. Um, I know I get shit for it, but I think the Eels are premiership threats. I think they are. I really do. And I know it's against the Bulldogs, rah, rah. And I just think that when you watch them play, yes, it's against a, a team that's at the bottom. It's quality footy. It's quality footy.
1: So you know what if all these top eight sides play their best footy at the right time of the year? Mm. <laughs>
0: mate, it could be one of the great final series. Well, that's that's the thing. I think maybe my my definition of premiership threat might be very different to a lot of other people. Mm. When I say premiership threat, I mean like they can win the comp. Like As mm. in, if they go on to win, I don't think it's like, oh my God, the Eels have gone on this crazy run. Because like, for example, I still think, like I never thought the Broncos were a premiership threat. I I just don't think they can win the comp. Um, A few weeks ago, I would have said the Rabbitohs, I don't think they can win the comp. I'm still... Like, maybe, like, they're probably a premiership threat, but I'm still not 100% in that camp. Same with the Roosters. I I just want to see a few more games from them, like one or two. Um, It's really, at the moment, for me, premiership threat is uh, Panthers. Storm have obviously roared back into contention. Um, Cronulla... Cowboys and Eels. That like right now, that's who can win it. So, so, so you've got the Eels pegged on top of Roosters and
1: South at the moment, um, as far as who can win it.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, probably, probably only only because they've beaten Storm mm. and Panthers. But as I said, I just need to see another couple of games, especially from the Roosters, because like they have just gone like steadily like that um so, so are you saying
1: that in your mind the Broncos are the only team in the top eight at the moment that you think can't win the Premiership
0: yeah probably yeah. probably um and I've, I've always said that like I just yep. don't think they've I think they need another year mm. together uh and maybe one or, one a recruit um but and also like they got yeah I just think they know they need another year together I would say that like the, the again the reason why the eels one is so, just out there, it's because they've beaten Panthers twice in the storm. Yeah. That's what makes it so bizarre. Whereas if you take those wins away, I'd say, no, I don't. I just Mm -hmm. don't think so. And I also will say, like, I'm not 100% sold on. Like, right now, I would have – it would go, like, uh, clubs that I don't think can win would be, like, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Broncos. Like, as in – that could fall in that category. Broncos are already in that. Rabbitohs are probably still in it. Roosters, I just need to see them play – a top-tier club. I know they played the Cowboys, but that was after a, a tough week. Yep. Um, like Roosters and Rabbitohs are right on the edge for me. I don't know where I put them. I just I want to see another two games and then I'll be able to make a decision. But right now, those three teams, I would have probably towards the bottom. And then the Cowboys, Sharks, um, Eels, just because of those two crazy wins. And then obviously Panthers, Storm. Um, that's who I can see as premiership threats right now. Like Rabbitohs for me, for example like we spoke about earlier where I'm torn because it was a good game of footy, but they were playing a team without three of their key yeah, players. Yeah. Yep. So how can I say their premiership threats when they just lost to a team without their... Um, so I just want to see a little bit more from him, just a little bit more. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, on to the doggies. And I, to be fair as well, I actually think that this is one of the closest top eights we've had in a very long time. I, still, so. yep. I still think the Panthers are... Um, like out-and-away favourites, out-and-away favourites. But I, I think that this top eight, like last year if you had have said to me who is a premiership threat, I would have probably said Eels when they went on their run, Storm Panthers, that's yep. it. Um, and then Rabbitohs came out of fucking nowhere, so that proved me wrong. Um, now on to Bulldogs, what do you think about the Doggies?
1: Uh, yeah, another one of these games, disappointing Actually, one. sorry,
0: before we move on, who, who's your premiership threat?
1: Uh, I've got obviously Penrith. I, I personally think the Sharks are going to go on a bit of a run. I've got them and Penrith in the grand final at the moment. Mm. Uh, I would have, I would have South and Roosters in front of uh, Parramatta personally, yep. just because they've got guys in their teams that have done it before, mm. been there and done it before, yep. especially the Chooks, um, which, you know, I'm surprised I'm saying that because I, I didn't think they'd have their shit together as I've said for the last six or seven weeks, but they look like they've got it sorted. I think the ca- Cowboys, I would throw, I would say they are a threat, but I think. I think they're just a slightly better version of the Broncos. I still think they're going to need another year yep. before they're going to really have a crack at a premiership. Who haven't I mentioned? I'm the same with you Storm. as the Broncos. Oh, and the Storm. Yeah, I've I've pushed them back up. I still I still don't think. I, I think it's going to take a very special effort to beat Penrith, regardless. Mm. Yeah, anyone. I agree with that. Um, so
0: we're both. Essentially, like Broncos are really the only one in the eight where we go. Uh, yeah,
1: I think we're both exactly the same, except I'm probably a little bit higher on the Sharks than most people, and I'm probably a little bit lower on the Eels than most people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Because I'm probably a little bit higher on the Cowboys. And yeah. Oh,
1: I, I respect what the Cowboys have done. I love it. I just don't think they can win a comp this
0: year. Yeah, Whereas, interesting.
1: Yeah, like who, who, who do you think's got more chance of winning a comp this year, the Cowboys or the Sharks? Like for me, oh, I'd say um, definitely the Sharks. It's a
0: tough about. one, eh? Because they played a few weeks ago and – a few bad calls and Mm. it was a close, close game. But I don't know. Honestly, maybe equal. Like, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Probably just Sharks. Just, just.
1: Yeah. Like it's obviously going to come down to who gets like the, the, the Sharks just need to get their, their full fucking team together. Yeah. They yeah. need Toby Rudolph. They obviously, they're, they're not going to get um, Katoa back, but they need Talakai back out there as well. Mm. I, I think the Shark is going to... Anyway, we'll get to them.
0: Get them. Uh, Canterbury. Doggies.
1: Yeah, uh, one of these games. Disappointing one at Combank, Parramatta. Love playing there. Um, yeah, I don't know. You obviously had Tevita Pango Jr. and Luke Thompson. Great to see Luke Thompson. Yeah, really good. Apparently, still. he's been Fantastic. going through a bit of personal stuff. Yeah, so, okay, good. Yeah, because um, yeah, that, that was strange how he just...
0: So he had all the head knocks and he was struggling for like weeks and weeks and then I think his mum had some issues or something. Yeah, okay. Right. So.
1: Good to see him back. Yeah. I I I, could, I I don't know if he's got a future at Canterbury, but if he doesn't, God, a number of teams should be. Mate, he's a gun. He's a weapon. Mm. Yeah. And so it seems to be just a a good leader as well. Um yeah, mate, I'm not really sure what to touch on. Canterbury, back end of the season. Uh only a couple of weeks left and came up against, you know, when Parramatta play well, they can do this to anyone. We know mm. that. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know what more to say on Canterbury, to be honest with
0: you. <clears throat> yeah, look, we'd be we'd honestly just be going over. I will say, like I, I, I've said it every week, but Paul Vaughan, I, I really am surprised he's going. I, maybe it's a price thing. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, look, we would we would just be repeating ourselves, guys, with the the doggies. Um, so unfortunately, sorry, doggies, listeners, if you were hoping to hear what we had to say, but like, what what, what really is there to say, like. They never really were in the contest.
1: No. Nah, uh, yeah. I, th- I think, you know, we, we, we could tell you about all the good things that are coming
0: next year and that are going to happen next year, but, you know, we've, we've already said it the last the 12 weeks on the chart. Yeah. so. And, like, um, look, one thing, 66% completion rate, that's a, a, a big negative that you're never going to be able to um, win games against top-tier teams like Eels. I know Eels are inconsistent, but this was a this was a top-tier Eels side that played. Yeah. Um, yeah, outside of that, you know, Max King, 105 meters, 31 tackles, zero missed, but just just didn't seem to have the same. Just that they don't have the. I feel like they've lost ever since they can't really make the finals. They've just lost a bit of energy. Yeah. Um, what's it been like the last two weeks now? Um, maybe the squad's just quite tired, fatigued. It's been a big year for the Dreambox club. Huge year like just so them. much shit going on, um, and also like. You know, new coach announcement, that might be a little bit like it's a lot of news. It's somewhat new. It's not mm. Potter, so maybe that, that affects things. I'm not sure.
1: Do you reckon uh, – do you think Matt Burton goes to the World Cup?
0: Man, as, as we say every week, like, our squad's are going to be 50 people. <laughs> but <laughs> I wouldn't be against it. Might do a 30-man cut and still yeah. be at 50 at the moment. Oh, yeah. actually, I, I think – is it
1: 24 people that go? I reckon that surely that, that they'll take like 30 will weren't they close to that? I, I think, think they've
2: announced it yet, but they haven't toured like since the COVID, so they'll probably take a few more just in yeah, case. Yeah,
1: surely with I, I reckon it'll push up to twenty-eight, thirty. Yeah, okay. But I mean, what if you were to take me, taking me to be as a six or a centre?
0: Mm.
1: Like you're gonna have Val, you're gonna have Latrell, mm. um, you're gonna have maybe Gagai, Gagai. Um. To so elite, you'll be there. Then you got like guys like Sell and Cobbo, who I think they'll probably take as well. Um, who'd be a five eight? You take Munster. Who'd
0: be who'd be? Do you yeah, take Hines
1: maybe. as coverage for fullback? For yeah, Hines? look, I, I'd
0: put I'd probably put Hines in the squad before Burton. But the pro- positive with Burton is just the future. Yeah. But I think Hines and Burton are around the same age. Like I think Hines is twenty three. Um, but in saying that, maybe you go Hines back up seven, Burton back up six.
1: Yeah, the other thing's going to be Oh, like sorry, sorry, DC. Yeah, well you got DC. The other one's going to be how they f- Like I, I, I think Ben
0: Hunt has to go there. No questions asked. Yeah, he'll be the nine. I think. Yeah, you reckon he'll be the whole Harry game? Green yeah. will come off the bench. I think.
2: Uh Nico, it was Blake okay. Bloomer. He's twenty six. Twenty six.
0: Yeah. Okay, so a bit older. Yeah. I think Heinz, like he's got to probably win the Dally M. He'll get in the squad surely. They'll bring him along, I think. I think that will. Yeah. So
2: I think they have to bring Heinz because if Teddy goes down. Well, that's
0: where I feel like you could bring Edwards.
2: Well, yeah, that too.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
1: So are you saying that you think Cook will miss it?
0: Yeah, unfortunately. I think so at the moment. I just think that the 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 show that they put on, Grant and, and Hunt, in Origin, plus the form that they've continued to play, I think Cookie might miss out. And, like, I love Cookie. Love Cookie.
1: It's, who, who do you think's more likely to go, Appy or Cook?
0: <sighs> I can see, like,
1: if if, if Penrith
0: win oh, I don't know what Mel thinks, though. So. You know, yeah. Mel might be... 'Cause Mel, you know, he is from the era of like loyalty with Queensland, so he may stay loyal to Cookie. And Cookie hasn't been bad this year. He's actually yeah, no, yeah. he's actually having statistically the best year of his career. Or at least one or two. Again, I understand he hasn't been as dominant. And I like I don't think he was that bad in origin either. But I know he had like one or two plays that didn't work out, but he I think he made like fifty tackles and didn't miss any. But um mate, it's a tough one. I love Cookie. I really, really do. It's just Ben Hunt is almost a dally M. Mm. And I just think that, you know, he's not going to play seven, but he has to be in the side. And I think that the evidence of Hunt-Grant in origin, that combo, yeah. it's going to be a tough one. And Malmaning has already come out and said there's essentially only two hooker spots in the squad.
1: Yeah, that's what makes it interesting. So that's why I wonder if at the end of the day they'll take Hunt as a nine or whether they just take him as a bit more of a utility and they mm. take two other nines, even though you'll probably play uh, Hunt there. Okay,
0: because you could go, so go Grant-Cook. Or even... yeah, I, I think there's going
1: to be one very good player in this competition that's going to miss out on a spot because of Ben Hunt. And I don't know whether it's going to be a 6, or 7 or a hooker. So it could be Hines or it could be... It could be Burton, could be Hines, could be Cook. Yeah. There's a number of guys that it could it's be. It's tough on Cook though because... like he's, It could be DCA. If yeah. they choose to go with two hookers, it could be chairs.
0: It's tough on Cook though because like he's played in that jersey and played so well in that jersey. But it's been so many years since they played. Anyway, um, yeah, really interesting, really interesting whether they uh, whether they bring burden. Oh, right I would have said yes straight away but then I'm like, "Ooh, how many people